The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the sponsor, First City Arts Center. Good morning. It's 9:38. I'm Jenna Barr. You're listening to News Radio 92.3. If you'd like to text in this morning, 437-1620, 850-437-1620 is the number to text in. If you would like the link to the event that we are discussing this morning, this is an annual event that we are talking about, and I'm super excited. It's been almost a whole year, and so. If you've ever been, I kind of want to know your experience. Or if you have a pumpkin, now I'm just teasing, a pumpkin that you purchased at the event, I want a picture of it too. You can text it into our text line. I would love to see it show off your pumpkins. Uh, So let me go ahead and tell you what we're talking about. We are talking about First City Arts Center Annual Pumpkin Patch. This is the 16th annual pumpkin patch at... Wahoo Stadium. It's happening this Saturday, October the 8th. Uh, this is the your guys' largest annual fundraiser. And no, no worries. You don't have to fight over a pumpkin because 6,000 glass and ceramic pumpkins will be there, all made by local artists. So if you are looking for that unique addition to your collection, this is it for you. So I want to go ahead and welcome our experts this morning. We have um, board member Tim Nolan. Good morning. Good morning. And also education outreach director Lauren Moody. Good morning. Good morning. And you are both with First City Arts Center. That's what we're, we're doing this morning. And you are both glass artists. So you brought some in. Um, are they both some that you you guys have handcrafted? Very cool. All right. So Lauren, I want you to describe a little bit more about the art of making these like that this glass gourd. That's a glass gourd. I got it. I got it. I know my gourds. And uh, or should I say, oh, my gourd. Um, tell me a little bit more how long you have been doing this. So I'm a newbie in comparison to Tim. He You're a newbie is... and you made this art <laughs> This is amazing. Okay, if if I could just show you, it is um, it's like a yellowish orange. So yeah, this is this is a topaz. A t- and okay, we have some purple at the bottom, so it kind of fades from topaz to blue to purple in the bottom, and then um, the stem is made with a fret mix that um, is actually a reduction, and so whenever you fire it, get it really hot, it changes to that metallic shimmery color. So. Making pumpkins, the process is actually rather rather quick, but it takes years and years and years to build up the skill to be able to make the pumpkin that quickly and that well. Um, so seeing it's it's really exciting, fascinating, and it looks artists make it look really easy to do, but it's actually not at all. <laughs> it takes a a lot of time to fine tune that craft. That's exactly. incredible. I can't believe you said you're a newbie. Both the gourd and this gorgeous pumpkin. It almost it has like this swirl. It reminds me of sand art. 
like an elegant sand art around the pumpkin, um, I can already see those on somebody's mantelpiece or in front of like their their Thanksgiving and fall display on their um, dining room table or kitchen counter. And that's really like what it's about is taking these local artists and their work and what you guys do at First City Art Center and then transforming it for people to take it into their homes. Um, tell me a little bit more, Tim, how long you've been a uh, glass artist. Yeah, well, I've been a glass artist for over 30 years, but I started doing glass blowing um, 16 years ago. And uh, that's when we had our first uh, glass pumpkin patch. We had 100, 100 pumpkins that year. Uh, there were four artists that participated. And now we have nearly 50 artists and 6,000 pumpkins. It's, it's grown that much. That's literally a growing patch right yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> it's a harvest, if I heard one. All right, so tell me a little bit more. Since you have been there from day one uh, for the annual pumpkin patch and seeing that growth, um, and then seeing the community as well. What are things that you've been able to do with the funds raised um, every year uh, through the pumpkin patch that you put towards First City Art Center and the education side? Well, well, first of all, running a public art center is, is expensive and run, running a public glass blowing studio is really expensive. It's very utility uh, costly. You can imagine we have a 700 pound furnace that we keep hot year round uh, at 2,000 yeah. degrees. Wow. So imagine if you had your oven at home running at 2,000 degrees for all year long, how much that would be. So that's that's sort of what we're up against, and that's why the pumpkin patch is so important. It, it really helps sustain our glass and pottery programs, but it also allows us to do all of our youth programs, which Lauren uh, leads for the, for the organization. Yeah, tell me a little bit more about that, Lauren. Sure. So um, currently we have an after school program called Art Lab. We offer that Monday through Thursday, morning, afternoon and evening classes. We have Saturday clay classes. We have a Saturday yoga and arts class, which is really the sweetest class. <laughs> we also have a cute. summer camp program that we run um, for the full summer, 10 weeks. It's Monday through Friday, nine to four each day. And we have about 300 kids attend over the summer. Wow. So, That's a lot. Yeah, the program actually started in 2015 with just three weeks of summer camp and 30 kids. And so we've grown to um, 300 this past summer. And we were able to do that with a grant from Impact 100 to build a beautiful new classroom space. So we're able to increase our capacity and reach more kids in the community. So it's really amazing to see. That's excellent. Um, so that's just one of the many programs, just having the youth side, but you have other programs that come in. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, does First City Art Center do like public events as well? Yes. yes. Okay. That's what I thought. And so there's a lot of things that come out of First City Art Center. I want you to tell me, um, actually, Tim, I'll have you tell me the importance of First City Art Center in within our community. Well, uh, you know, you never know how art impacts people. Um, there are people who need art, and, and art enriches people's lives. Uh, we do a mentorship program on the in the glass department where every year we teach six high school students how to blow glass. We teach them uh, 12 lessons in glass blowing. And in the hopes that we get them past the early learning curve, so that they can participate and be a part of the glass community. And this, this year we'll have two young glass blowers 
that took our mentorship program three years ago before the pandemic, and now they will have pumpkins in the pumpkin patch. Oh, really? So, you know, imagine that, you know, they're both young ladies. You know, imagine that young lady goes into an interview and she gets to talk about how she's a part of the glass community, how, how she's become a glass blower. Um, that gives her her um, confidence yeah. and, and just a great story to, to tell and a way to pr- that, that she's be able to has been able to pursue her creative side. Um, and we have dozens and dozens of stories how how art has transformed transformed people's lives um i don't know that we change people's lives but we certainly make people's lives better um, with the programs that we have and being able to participate in this public art environment um you know there's artists that tend to want to work by themselves and they don't they don't join a public art center and then there's artists that want to be part of an art community and those are the ones that participate in first city programs they become our teachers um, and they're they're sharing, and I think that's part of why the art the the pumpkin patch has grown so much is because it's a collaboration of artists. Mm-hmm. So we're we're seeing, you know, I see the pumpkins that that Lauren makes that encourages me. Other people see what I'm making that that transfers into other artists, and and it just keeps growing, and the the quality of our pumpkins grows, yeah. and the participation grows each each year. Yeah, and just to see that cycle and that full rotation of an artist that inspires another artist and then they come out and and join a program at first city and then they're able to have pumpkins and the pumpkin patch and then our somebody from our community buys it and appreciates it and then you have that money filtered back in so then it can go into our youth programs or into one of the many other programs or to put on um, some of the other events that happen right and then that brings more artists so you just keep going in that cycle yeah. and that's really what what happens and what we, what we need yeah and i really for me that's the magic of the pumpkin patch you know the the, the artist benefit the art center benefits the customers benefit because they get to choose from six thousand glass and ceramic pumpkins um it really is a win-win-win I love it. So the 16th annual pumpkin patch with First City Arts Center. Um, This is the one day pumpkin patch. And I know that it gets really busy. It gets super busy and people, you know, they're excited to see all the different pumpkins and find the one that speaks to them. And that's kind of the other fun part about it is because it's more than just finding, uh, you know, another pumpkin that you can get at a, a craft store, right? It is something unique. It is handmade. It's from somebody locally. It has a story behind it. And that's really just, you said it enriches people's lives and that artist's lives, but then it goes on and moves forward to enriching your life. So this is happening this upcoming Saturday, October 8th at Blue Wahoo Stadium, um, 351 West Cedar Street in our downtown Pensacola. So we have member first pick entrance at 10 a.m. So tell me a little bit more about that. So we have a membership program at First City Arts Center, which is um, really important to supporting us as a nonprofit. And we have a lot of benefits that our members get for that support. And one of those is the first entry to the pumpkin patch at 10 a.m. It's exclusive just for our members. So they'll have that time to come in and shop the pumpkins, um, you know, really take their time and pick out the one that speaks to them. And then we'll have an 11 o'clock entry that is open to anyone. It's just a first pick ticket. You do not have to be a member. So that's a second time to come in and get that first pick. Okay. 
All right. We'll have about probably about 400, 500 people come in during that period of time. So it really is great to get that first pick ticket. So you get wow. that sort of more intimate experience. Um, yeah. But there's there, 6,000 pumpkins. So 500, yeah. that that's a, a big chunk out of those that pumpkin. <laughs> but with, with that said, there is nothing that can compare to the excitement that you can see at one when it opens to the general public. And you see everyone come in and shop the patch. And everyone is just feeding each, off each other's energy and excitement over finding their p- perfect pumpkin for the day. Now, will it be sectioned off by the artists that make them? How does it kind of, when people come in, what what should they expect? What should they bring to make it a little bit easier for them? Well, that's a great great question. Um, We specifically do not separate the pumpkins by artists. Oh, okay. Um, We we very much want um, a customer to, to cluster, you know, three different artists together. They take a pottery artist and they take a, a glass artist and they choose these three pumpkins together. Um, we, we've made, from the very beginning, we made a very conscious decision not to separate by tables. Um, this, that, this way, you know, the, the customer gets to pick their best pumpkin, not from a particular artist. Um, we, we just, we very much have been against trying to separate them. But like we've that. had customers come and say, well, where are your pumpkins? And I said, well, I don't know where they are. <laughs> We're on um, a hunt. <laughs> and yeah. that's that's part of the fun, the hunt. Yeah. That but, is really yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, and then you can find something, you get to support everyone. Um, I, I wanted to say, though, should people bring reusable bags? Our, well, our the, the customers, the, re, the repeat customers, and there are several hundred of them, that we see in the front of the line year after year. I love it. Um, and a lot of the customers now know each other because they're there early. Um, those really loyal customers, they tend to bring their own trays. Okay. Uh, we, we've seen them come with their own trays that are already compart- compartmentalized to separate the pumpkins. Nice. Um, you know, some of them that are is commitment. decorated. Some of them have fabric wrapping. Uh, they bring their own bubble wrap. Um, those customers, we love to see those customers because we know that this is not their first rodeo. Um, (laughs) we don't encourage bags, bags. Uh, these pumpkins are glass and the stems are fragile. They're not meant to stack and, uh, you know, you don't put them in a bag like you would put potatoes. Right. Um, so it's best to bring a tray or a box with some kind of separation in it. Now we will provide trays. We'll have about 500 trays that we hand out to the people, uh, to the customers as, as they come in. Um, but just never enough trays. Right. Uh, uh, yes, we want people to find that special pumpkin that speaks to them, but we really like them to find this special three pumpkins that, <laughs> that speaks to them. Yeah, so if you have that box that you've just been waiting to put in recycling and that extra wrapping or whatever you've been saving to ship things bring that with you yes okay that's a really good little tip we will um wrap each pumpkin carefully by people that have wrapped pumpkins before so everyone when they leave will have um a bag with their pumpkins wrapped carefully inside of it okay but trays are great too so yes there's that option as well yeah like give people a little one up to success when it comes to keeping their pumpkins safe on the way home we want Mm -hmm. that too probably strap them in the front seat because you're gonna love it i mean already just seeing the pumpkins tim brought his too and that 
that beautiful one, that one uh, with all the colors, it looks like just little splotches, almost like fingerprints all over the white pumpkin with all different colors and then the clear stem. Uh, it's very whimsical. I could see something like that in my in my girl's room. And then kind of a more traditional orange pumpkin with a black stem. Then you have almost like a white stripe, random little stripes and splotches around it. it reminds me of bones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I see. I make I make pumpkins year round. Okay. Um, pretty much, for, you know, in January, I start making pumpkins for the next season. It's very hard to make traditional uh, orange and fall color pumpkins when it's February. So I, I sort of go through the the year. In the early part of the year, they tend to be more spring-like colors. Sure. And then I get uh, sort of fun colors in the summertime. And then around August, I start to make uh, traditional fall colors color pumpkins i love it and so you get to see some of those this saturday at first city arts center 16th annual one day event the pumpkin patch it's going to be saturday october 8th at the blue wahoo stadium in downtown pensacola members first pick is at 10 a.m if you are a member just jot that down if you kind of forgot i you got to go at 10 uh first pick entrance for and you can purchase those ticket sales if you go online. Um, and I can go ahead and text you that too. You can just head on over to firstcityart.org. Um, that's at 11, but general admission, come on down 1 to 4 p.m. And you can pick the perfect trio of pumpkins. Yes, pick out one to three pumpkins, make a little arrangement. We still have Halloween and Thanksgiving season to go through. And so this is perfect. Or maybe your year-round pumpkin head. Yeah, we'll just say that. And you want to keep them out year round. Uh, So this is amazing. I'm I'm really excited. And of course, all of the proceeds go back into First City Arts Center and all their incredible programs that they bring to us here in Northwest Florida. And then also continuing other events. So we have coming up October 22nd is the Harvest Festival. Tell me a little bit more about what's going to happen then. So um, the community markets have really just taken off in the last few years, and we always love to have um, our students and the community come to the campus. So though we can't host the pumpkin patch at First City Art Center this year due to the size, sure, we wanted to be to bring people onto the campus, and so this event allows us to do that, and also to showcase our different studio spaces, our gallery. Um, we're going to have about 20 vendors on site as well. We'll have kids' activities. We'll have glass blowing demonstrations, a pottery demonstration. We'll have food trucks. We'll have games. Wow. So it's going to be a whole fun, fun, family-friendly day. Awesome. That's October 22nd. Just mark your calendars, um, which is going to be here before we know it. And then coming up, this is a pretty popular event. I know our friend Malcolm Ballinger from Pensacola Magazine, he absolutely loves this event. Uh, The Hot Glass Cold Brew event on December 2nd. So we're already kind of marking our calendars for that event as well. Right. So Hot Glass Cold Brew, I would say, is a community favorite event. It's so much fun. So it is ticketed, um, but with your ticket, you get a full evening of entertainment and a custom handmade glass or ceramic cup. So we put out about 500, 600-ish cups, and they're all made by artists at First City Art Center. So you get to come in and, again, find your perfect item, this time a cup. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Some are funky and cool and crazy. Some are very traditional. So there's something for everyone. Awesome. Um, And then there's beer involved. Oh, yeah. Can't forget that. (laughs) Hot glass cold brew. 
So Pensacola Bay Brewery is a longtime friend of ours, and they always provide us delicious brew for the evening. Um, And then, again, we'll have kids kids, um, activities. We'll have um, glass blowing demonstrations. We'll have a guest glass artist featured um, to be announced. Oh, okay. Awesome. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for that. Um, We'll have ceramic demos as well. So it's a really fun evening. We always have a live band. It's a great time for everyone. So really the pumpkin patch, the 16th annual pumpkin patch is just kicking off more events with First City Arts Center. Right. Okay. (laughs) All right. I like it. So get your perfect pumpkin, then mark your calendar to bring your family out to Harvest Festival, October 22nd. And then Go on a date, December 2nd, hot glass, cold brew, hang out with your friends, get a cool new mug into your collection or glass, and then uh, sample some beer from Pensacola Bay Brewery. We love it. So before we wrap up this morning, I want to remind you that First City Art Center every year brings the, the annual pumpkin patch to our community at Blue Wahoo Stadium. This is incredible. It's an excellent time to even just get out and get to know other artists in the community as well, and then see what First City Arts Center has in store for you and your family on top of getting some amazing pumpkins. So 1 to 4 p.m. is general admission. If you'd like more information, you can head to firstcityart.org. I want to go ahead and thank again Tim Nolan, who's a board member with First City Arts Center, and Lauren Moody, the Education Outreach Director, who are both glass artists with First City Arts Center in our community. Thank you so much for joining me this morning on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you very much. And we'll see you on Saturday with all the pumpkins. 6,000 pumpkins, you guys. All locally handmade, handcrafted, glass and ceramic. Don't miss it. This upcoming Saturday the 8th, 1 to 4 p.m. More information, firstcityart.org. Stay tuned. We've got more coming up next here on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Local talk during the day with Jenna Barr, 9 to 11.